1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show.
2: So last week, the stock market got a dose of the CPI consumer price inflation that it did not like, and the markets reacted very poorly. Sitting near record, not not record lows. That's not the right way of saying that, Rob. Sitting near <clears throat> annual lows, year-to-date lows. The market's kind of saying, okay. This is lasting a little longer than we wanted it to. Where do we go from here? We kind of got over that because the Fed's going to meet this week, with 75 basis points, 100 basis points. We don't know what it's actually going to be, but we kind of know it's going to be one of the two. And we know it at the next meeting, it looks like 75 basis points. And the, the rule of thumb where the Fed doesn't mess with elections and raise interest rates during the months preceding the elections, it's out the door. It ain't happening. Fed is like, we're raising rates and we're going to keep them high. You believe us, right? And when the economy starts to tank, you're going to believe us, right? That's when we have doubt that they have the resolve to keep interest rates high because you can stimulate the economy and get us out of a recession pretty quickly with lower interest rates. The fact that we are at near zero interest rates for the last five years is ridiculous. It's problematic. It's created a bubble. I've benefited from it by owning real estate. I've benefited by owning stocks that valuations climbed higher and higher and higher when historically they would have stopped, but the low rates meant easy money. So yesterday, the NASDAQ, the SP, the Dow were all a little bit higher. We're kind of getting used to this anticipation building for the Fed meeting this week. We're not as spooked by it. We know what we're talking about. We're comfortable with the language he's going to say, higher rates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard you before. The market's kind of digesting it. And then boom, Ford comes out and lowers numbers last night after the market. I'm like, no. So we're anxious again. We're seeing, okay, last week it was FedEx massively missing a big transport company. This week it's Ford, a big car company. Who, If you look at the business model of selling cars in the United States, they're embedded, they're entrenched. They're a big part of our economy, whether it's the people doing the financing the service people at the dealers, the dealer owners, you can see it's big business. Okay. Um, this week we get the Fed meeting. Cytonics is leading the next generation of Biotech, with the first and only drug that treats osteoarthritis at its source. OA is a crippling disease that affects 25% of the world population. It's a generative condition that causes joint pain. And now we have a company that's able to take that inflammation away called Cytonics. Flagship FDA-approved therapy has already treated over 8,000 patients. Now they're accepting new investors to advance their innovative therapy to phase one human clinical trials. They've already are backed by Johnson and Johnson and the National Institutes of Health. And now you can get in on the opportunity. Isn't that a crazy sounding thing where we're looking for early investors in a drug that seems to be working very effectively in an area that has a massive um, opportunity? Elsewhere in the world of headlines rockstar confirmed grand theft auto 6 leak a massive leak over the weekend containing 90 videos of footage from grand theft auto 6 was confirmed to be legitimate the company saying we're disappointed it may make us delay it we may have to rework things there appears to be a woman protagonist for the first time the hacker behind the leak claims he was the hacker behind uber's leak last week he's threatened to leak more data soon cybersecurity is not going to go away. I don't think this is as big of a story to Rockstar's stock as the market makes it out to be. That game, when when it's confirmed and sold, when it's for real, it's going to sell a record number of units. And people are going to take off work for a day or two like they did with Red Dead Redemption 2 so they can be a cowboy. Let's be a cowboy for a day or two and skip work. Um, So it's a matter of when, not if, Rockstar is going to release the game. It's a matter of when they get a massive catalyst, not if. Open Door, the home flipping site, is regretting the bulk of order. The company lost money on 42% of its resales in August. The company that rode the first wave of real estate iBuying, a way to automate real estate purchases, was hailed as the Amazon of homes when it went public in 2020. Its strategy, make fast offers for homes using an algorithm, do some light Reno and renovation and resell them, sometimes in less than a few months. But red-hot prices during the height of COVID were looking more like smoldering coals by June, and Fed pumping up interest rates has just destroyed the algorithm. Zillow shut down its home-flipping business last year for similar reasons, and proving that you shouldn't throw stones if you have overpriced houses. Open Door even trolled Zillow, saying that Open Door was open for business, not so much anymore. Homebuilder sentiment dropped for its ninth straight month, hint that the housing market party has finally hit the morning after, and it is a long hangover. So that is a company that I would not be anywhere near right now. I think the housing market's not going to be done in one month. I think it's going to be a prolonged, not prolonged. But like any other correction, it could take 6 to 18 months to work through issues. Maybe a little longer, depending on how long interest rates stay high. Anyhow and anyway, let's move forward, shall we? Um, Rising rates keep pressure on stocks. It's not the movie Groundhog Day, but it feels a lot like it. We keep looking at interest rates and they keep going higher on a day-over-day basis. And we're like, oh man, are we in for another down day? And it feels like it. The two-year note is yielding 4% this morning. The two-year note was pushing 4% yesterday. The 10-year note was above 3.5%. 10-year notes at 3.5%, currently 356 I've always said when the 10-year treasury is over three and a half to four, that's kind of the area where you start saying, I don't really need stocks. I can live with the income that bonds return. So as a wise investor, I'm sticking to those rules. I'm looking for more income right now. In a year, six months, two years, when the 10-year treasury drops below three and a half percent, I'm going to stick to the rules of always buy stocks. Now, again, I'm still doing a little value hunting for stocks right now, but I'm certainly not going companies that are at 52-week highs. That's all I really feel comfortable saying. Corporate drivers for weakness in stocks today, it's Ford. They've stood out as a contributor of weakness. It is down 5% saying it expects inflation-related supply chain costs during the third quarter to run about a billion higher than originally expected. Can you imagine being the CFO and having to go in and tell your boss, hey, boss, uh, remember how I told you uh, our costs are in the X on delivery of cars and components to make cars? Well, it's X minus a billion dollars now. I a billion dollars off. And the guy's like, you were a million off? No, 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 sir. I, I, I said a billion. <laughs> my producer just said one minute in my ear, but instead of one minute, he said one million. But I got what he was trying to say. Um. Thank you, sir. So that's a pretty big drop in EBITDA. EBITDA is earnings before interest and tax. It's going to be about 1.4 billion to 1.7 billion. The automaker reaffirmed its full-year EBITDA outlook of 11.5 to 12.5 billion. 30. Given that Ford isn't the only company dealing with higher supply cost, we kind of go well. If it's bad for Ford, it's probably bad for other people out there as well. And they just came clean. With a billion-dollar mistake in a 90-day period, oh, oopsie, we didn't know it was going to be that much. Markets are very fraught right now. I'm Rob Black.
1: A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show.
2: A new study shows that TikTok is kicking out a lot of misinformation, including one in five videos has misinformation in it. This is very alarming because kids use TikTok. When it's Facebook, you're like, ah, you're just an uneducated person believing an uneducated view on politics. I get it. You're talking about adults, though. Oh, it's just an algorithm that, you know, you say weight loss and then suddenly you're getting pills thrown at you and you're getting articles about weight loss and this pill will cure fat. For the record, there's some really great f- fat-fighting pills right now. If you want to lose weight, talk to your doctor. Don't talk to Facebook. But one in five videos on TikTok contain misinformation. This is problematic to me because it's my kids, Generation Z, who are increasingly turning TikTok. <clears throat> so I talk to them. Like, you know you can't believe what TikTok says, right? You need to do a little extra fact checking. So on occasion, my kids will be like... Dad, uh, it'll start asking me these questions. Did you know that the great uh dam in Las Vegas is running out of water? I'm like, okay, let's figure out if this Hoover Dam story is true or false. I'm like, you know, you need to do a fact check on that one, kiddo. Um, but it is it 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 does get in your head. Let's talk about two of the weirdest stories you're gonna hear this week. Number two, I'm not even at number one yet, but Santander, which is a Spanish bank. Hired a law firm to investigate senior bankers who had visited strip club following day of company meetings and pressured younger employees to join them. Seven male employees visit Nags Head Gentlemen's Club in Aldgate. If you're going to have a strip club, it should be called the Nags Head, in my opinion. I'm giving this story a lot of props just for the name. A group of seven men, which included two senior managers, headed to the club following a day of meetings with global debt capital market teams. But an internal whistleblower feared the junior staff had been pressured to attend and raise the alarm with the Spanish Bank's compliance department. The Nag's Head Strip Club brands itself as one of London's oldest lap dancing establishments on the website. With beautiful girls from every corner of the world, you'll find nowhere better to watch exotic strip dance from private dances to seductive stage shows. Santander's got all sorts of problems with us. But that's not even the craziest story today. And for the record, grow up men. Like, if you're taking coworkers to a strip club, there's something wired incorrectly with you. If you want to do that in your own time, fine. But um, I heard a comedian once say, Yeah, my buddy wanted to go to a strip club with me. I'm like, and he's like, Why? What does he want me to do? Like, watch me look at beautiful women? And I thought it was kind of this is the same idea. Well, why is it like just, it's just gross? <laughs> most beautiful woman is the woman you have at home. I promise you that. Um, but this craziest story of the day is the beyond meat story. The chief operating officer, you're talking one of the top executives at beyond meat He was arrested this weekend after allegedly biting a man's nose, biting a man's nose in an Arkansas parking garage after a college football game. First and foremost, My wife doesn't get college football. And we were watching a little college football. She's like, there's a lot of people at that game. I'm like, yes, the NFL has what? 30 cities roughly. And there are like 30 of the biggest cities in the United States. But what are there? Another 12,000 cities. And a lot of these cities have college football programs where that's the thing to do on a Saturday. And she was just overwhelmed by it. She's never stopped and noticed like all the fans at a Texas Tech game. And then all the fans, you know, at a... University of Texas game and all the fans like it's crazy and you're like there's a grandmother there who's really cheering hard like <laughs> you don't really see that in the NFL you just see dudes drinking beer and and partying in the, the uh, tailgating in the parking lot and drinking beers <laughs> like it, NFL fan is a little different than the college fan right so beyond me chief operating officer Doug Ramsey was arrested this week and after allegedly biting a man's nose was in a parking garage following a college football game. This is reason number one not to drink outside your home. Ramsey was charged with terroristic threatening and third degree battery. He was booked into an Arkansas jail on Saturday evening. He was released Sunday. Ramsey and Beyond Meat did not immediately respond to requests, but you got to imagine his careers over there, right? Let's go into a meeting. Let's go into a meeting and hey, someone invite Duggan, the chief operating officer. He needs being on this meeting. <laughs> and like, People are like Safeway and Kroger buyers are like, yeah, we'd like to buy some of your your product. It's plant-based proteins. And you're, you're fearing that the CEO is going to bite your nose off. It's just cray-cray on a level of cocoa in the loco that we don't typically see. The altercation happened in a parking garage. Something tells me it's going to be one football fan versus another football fan, right? After a University of Arkansas football game, Ramsey allegedly punched through the back windshield of a Subaru after it made contact with the front tire of Ramsey's car. Okay, the story just got better. So he's in a parking garage, which we all hate. Parking garages after games. He punches through the back windshield after the nose bite T, and he's not a nose bite T yet, but he's about to be. Made contact with the front tire of Ramsey's car. The Subaru owner got out of his car. Ramsey allegedly started punching him and bit his nose, ripping the flesh on the tip of the nose. The victim and the witness also alleged that Ramsey told the Subaru owner he would kill them. Uh, Drinky, drinky a bit too much. Something tells me the CEO of Beyond Meat's going into rehab, and he's going to disappear very quickly. Because Beyond Meat has been facing skepticism from investors over disappointing sales, operating challenges, and long-term growth prospects. The stock has fallen 73% this year. I love the idea of plant-based protein. It's just too expensive for me. Um, Probably the easiest meal that my mother taught me was a little bit of hamburger, a little bit of red sauce, tomato sauce. And I use tomato paste because it's healthier, way healthier than tomato sauce. Take a look at the ingredients on occasion. Uh, Take a look at the nutritious value and the taste. But, and she goes, throw in some oregano. Maybe a little, you know, Worcestershire, a little salt, a little garlic. You'll figure it out, Rob. And certainly, I did that with Beyond Meat to see if my kids could tell the difference between hamburger and Beyond Meat, and they couldn't. I've gotten to the point where I can't eat thick steak anymore. It is really discouraging. Like, um, if it's chewy, like New York strip fillet, is still easy for me, but I get to the point where I just can't swallow it, and it gets stuck in my throat, and it's disgusting. Um, and I could take a pill for it, but at age 53, I, how many pills do I want to take? I don't take any pills right now. And at some point I'm going to have to take them for high blood pressure. I'm going to have to take them blood thinning. Like it's going to get obnoxious. Do I want one? I'm just like, that's God's way of telling me don't eat red meat. thick steak. I'm good with that. Protect your heart. Right now, before joining the maker of meat alternatives, Ramsey spent three decades at Tyson's food. He oversaw its poultry and McDonald's businesses. Tyson's headquarters are tied into Arkansas. And I would say his career is over. So uh, is that a warning? His mugshot scares the hell out of me. It scares the hell out of me. Go Google Beyond Meat COO Doug Ramsey arrested for allegedly biting man's nose. It's not alleged. The tip is missing. It's in his mouth, and it's not a meat substitute. Human flesh is not a meat substitute. You can find uh, soylent green is not food. Soylent green is human. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
1: Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is The Rob Black Show.
2: If you know an executive who works at ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox, keep an eye out for them. These are tough days. I would not want to be in their position as having to report to their bosses of the future and what it looks like in revenue right now. ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, the, how shall we say, broadcasting giants, the legacy partners of television broadcasting, the players, they've been slowly losing audience to cable channels, and now they're quickly losing audience to Amazon and Netflix. The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, not all that in a bucket of chicken so far for Amazon Prime, but the NFL is. Netflix starting to add advertising commercials. Basically, they've got product that when they launch the next season of Bridgerton, women around the world are going to gather around Netflix and watch the romantic series together. Isn't it great? He loves her unconditionally, and he has to die for his love or stranger things why are these kids riding their bicycles around town and in the forest at midnight um why do they have such a big cast and no one seems to die on this show there's a lot of questions on stranger things but also a lot of eyeballs right so netflix is going to be able to sell to advertisers women for bridgerton kids 18 to 25 for stranger things um, for me, the money heist, um, love that show, but you can see the demographics very, very clearly, very, very clearly. Um, Netflix has a lot of information on us, how much we watch, how long we watch ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox doesn't. It's a lot of guessing. It's a lot of Nielsen estimates, but Amazon's Thursday night football proved to be a winner, winner, chicken dinner. And it's taken away from ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. That's why I'm telling you, if you have any friends or executives in the television world, they're in a dying business. Struggling business, not dying. Amazon's first broadcast of Thursday Night Football attracted a record number of new Prime signups over a three-hour period. Apple's got baseball. Apple's bidding on football. Apple has all MLS games, which is more of a thing with people under 25 than it is with Americans over 25 who prefer NFL to soccer. I know, you could say European football is soccer, and I'm not going to get into that stupid angle with you. But Amazon's Thursday night football drew a record number of prime signups. So Apple can sell more phones and services like streaming television by paying billions of dollars that ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox can't for quality shows. For R-rated shows, for shows that don't have to be ad-supported, Netflix is coming after the ad-supported angle like, oh, yeah, broadcast television, you may have the Super Bowl with 100 million eyes, but we're doing pretty good with the binge-watching of Netflix. And that's where they have a little bit of a secret weapon. They know their audience better. Um... And network television only has two major events at this point in time, the Super Bowl and the Academy Awards and everything. And even the Academy Awards are going down, right? And Super Bowl has been going down until recently as far as number of eyeballs. So Amazon's first broadcast did quite well. The matchup between Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers was an exciting game. Amazon spending about a billion dollars a year to exclusively stream Amazon is betting on sports broadcasting with a hope that it'll boost its Prime membership. They said they got a record number of Prime signups. The Prime subscription program charges $139 for a year to get a host of perks, including two-day shipping. Prime subscription has over 200 million subscribers around the world. It's got 80 million subscribers in the United States. Wall Street loves subscriptions it's visible revenue that we can see. So we go 200 million times $139. That's how much the revenue is going to start at before they make profit on selling other things. And Again, they got to be profitable. They got to deal with higher gasoline prices. They got to deal with higher labor prices. They have to deal with the union. So it's not just a no-brainer, no-brainer. You got to check facts on occasion. Um, I would say Amazon's probably kicking themselves in the hiney for spending as much as they spent on Lord of the Rings, ring of power. So far, not so good. So far, what they're getting for NFL, very good. It's outperforming other big days for the company, like Black Friday and Cyber Monday or Amazon Prime Day. And again, it's just another way that they could use their huge treasure chest of cash. Which is, it reminds me of a comedian who once said, why do pirates not have big enough chests? Why are the chests always brimming and overflowing with gold coins? Like, can't they, like, is it the eye patch which does their depth of perception wrong and they can't figure out how to get a chest the right size for their gold coins? Why does it always spilleth over? I'm like, that's a good question. Why is that? Anyhow, let's move on. Um, Peloton is adding a $3,100 rowing machine to its fitness machine lineup. Hmm. I want it by Peloton with your money or wait, 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 there was a kid in second grade, Mike Brim. He was my nemesis in the alphabetical chain of, of consequential people. You're next lined up to Brim and black came close to each other. So I was the captain of, the kickball team A, he was the captain of kickball team B. And there was one time where I had a dentist appointment. And he's like, Oh, you are late, you're not allowed to play. I had the strongest leg in the whole school. I have a leg that like Greek gods cried over. They're like, wow, you've got some strong legs there, Rob. Fortunately, my kids have strong legs too. And I'll just say the ladies like strong legs. Um, maybe not so much my face. <laughs> maybe my face is a bit of a mess. Um, but I got all my teeth and I got strong legs. So Peloton's adding a $3,100 rowing machine to their fitness lineup. And I wouldn't buy it with Mike Brim's money. I got not suspended from school, but I got after school detention for a couple of days for telling him to basically, uh, oh, I can't play soccer. I can't play kickball. He can go, eh. <laughs> second grade, right? So I wouldn't buy it with his money. That's how much I don't like the company. It's down too far. Their founders just left. The company is trying to turn around by aggressively firing people. That's a step in the right direction. But turnarounds seldomly turn. I think Peloton's going to be sold to someone, maybe an Amazon, maybe an Apple, maybe a Nike. All of those have pros and cons. The Peloton row machines are now available for pre order, they will get delivery by December. I eat Christmas. The fitness maker said that it's launching Peloton Row. The rowing machine requires a $44 a month membership to Peloton's exercise classes and programs. It joins the lineup of Peloton Bike, Peloton Treadmill, Peloton Bike Plus, Peloton Guide. Peloton Row has reportedly been in the works for some time. It comes as the company's working through a restructuring plan. They want it to manufacture all the equipment themselves and deliver it to you themselves. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna let Asia manufacture it. They can do it cheaper than us. Yeah, we're gonna send it in parts, and you can make it, you can put it together in your own home. So they're going through some problems that are creating widening losses and declining sales. Market at six consecutive quarter of losses. Peloton had said it aims to break even in cash flow on the quarterly basis in the second half of fiscal 2023. I'm not touching that one with Mike Brim's money. You get where I'm going out with this, right? Some stocks just have bad juju. Some stocks have bad vibes. When you let go of the founders, that's a little bit like... Facebook will be a different company when Zuckerberg leaves. Microsoft was a different company when Bill Gates went to the board And then when Bill Gates left the board, um, when they replaced Bill Gates with, who was that guy? Balmer? No one liked him. Microsoft went through a period of like, oh, the Apple phone, it's just a gimmick. It won't catch on. Oopsie, (laughs) Balmer. You blew that one. You know, Microsoft actually invested in Apple and saved them from going bankrupt. Back in the day, it was wise business to keep your competitors in business because they are being called a monopoly by the United States government. They're like, look, 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 we just lent them money. Had they held on to that investment, it would have been impressive. We could do a whole show on companies that invest in other companies and let them go a little bit too soon. Did you know McDonald's owned Chipotle? And they spun it off for almost nothing. Only to see Chipotle become big and powerful. And now you know. One minute. And on a very special episode of Blossom, I always love the special episodes. Blossom does cocaine. <laughs> no, she never did cocaine, but those are the episodes that would compel me, the special episodes on an after school special. Cause I was not allowed to go anywhere near drugs. But anyway, back, 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 back to Peloton. Peloton has partnered with Amazon to begin selling its products on the e-commerce retailer, a move that could help Peloton broaden its customer base, but also take away the premium valuation on it. Peloton's first foray outside its core direct-to-consumer business. Um, Losing your founders is a problem. The founder had been with the CEO for the company for 10 years. He stepped down in February. It's obviously a credibility issue that he got into the pandemic beautifully. He did not come out of the pandemic alive as CEO. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
1: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.
2: Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I know you have choices out there, and I know some days you're like, get to the market numbers or get to what you think the Fed's going to do or get to... I still want you to invest. I still want you to invest on a regular basis every two weeks in your 401k, basically until you retire from working. And then I want you to have a financial plan. Somewhere in the last five years of your working, maybe 10, you start worrying about a financial plan. I met last Thursday with my financial planner. I'm very good at wealth accumulation. He's really good at wealth preservation. He said, let's take a look at how much money you're going to have projected to be having a best case scenario and in an underperforming scenario when you turn 75. And I'll be honest with you, when I saw the number, for some reason, I didn't think what I currently had was going to continue to grow. Doubling every 7.2 years is the best case scenario. I was shocked at the number. I'm like, I'm going to have a big tax liability. I need to start giving away money now. Like, it's going to be a large enough number that I can give away a million dollars when I'm 75 and it's going to last well over half a year. (laughs) You're like, okay, let's do the math there. How much is he talking about? It's embarrassing, but that's what a financial planner can do for you. He goes, you know, yeah, you got to start giving away some money, Rob, or you got to start setting people up for knowing you. And Clooney once gave a million dollars to like 19 of his closest friends. And he said, I want to give away money now to my friends who I love because I have too much of it and I'm going to have way too much of it when I'm older and we can't really spend it and enjoy it. That's an interesting concept that is foreign to me because I was raised middle class. I was raised with the expectation not to be the smart one in my family. I was raised with, my dad was kind of tired after having four boys and one boy arrested for selling drugs. The oldest brother kind of screwed the youngest brother because my dad, he wasn't having fun anymore. Um, So for me, giving away money is a very difficult concept. I have no problem funding any school fundraiser. I have no problem like that. But I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to have to give money away to like big money away to colleges or charities or something. And it's a foreign concept to me. And it takes a financial planner to sit there and go, okay, Rob, we could do it a lot of ways. Like for instance, you can buy a life insurance policy and a university will pay for that life insurance policy. And when you die, they get all your Apple stock and all your other investments. And your family gets a $200 million or $300 million or $20 million or $5 million life insurance policy. Whatever you think your state's going to be worth, $5 million of Apple stock, they'll buy a $5 million policy, but then it grows over time. And like you're like, oh, am I underestimating this? And There's a reason you have a financial planner. Um, if you don't use a financial planner and you're worth $2 million plus, I think you're making a, a big mistake. A big mistake. We also went over our state plan of what's going to be left to the kids and what's not going to be left to the kids. We also went over end-of-the-year funding. So a financial planner is a pretty good thing to have. Stocks are slipping as yields are rising on interest rates. It is a big story, the rise of interest rates, the rise of borrowing costs. Uh, The Fed's expected to raise costs again tomorrow. Tomorrow tomorrow i love you tomorrow the sun will come out tomorrow uh ain't gonna be no sudden tomorrow it's gonna be an eclipse a total eclipse of the sun a total eclipse of the heart bonnie Tyler's coming for us um the fed is not stock market's friend right now and it's raising interest rates aggressively and i'm telling you rates have already risen aggressively this year in the last 13 months, mortgages have gone from 2.5% for a 30-year mortgage, a crazy number, to a much more normal number of 6% on mortgages. The 10-year treasury bond sits at 3.59%. It was easy money in stocks at 2.5%, 2%, 1.5%. I was making money hand over fist when it was at half a percent, like easy money, and the Fed's taking it away. And uh, I'm literally warmed up and loving, and, and I'm getting ready to enjoy the party. And like punch bowl, bye bye. It's going to be a different 15 years than it was the last 15 years. If that's you, if that's the time frame you want to put on it. I'm I'm starting there. I hope it's less. Um, I don't really want to say I hope it's less because, like, for an elderly person, higher interest rates are great for saving money unless. That interest rate is a third of what the inflation rate is. Yes, I'm getting two and a quarter percent on my cash right now in the bank. Woo! A year ago I was getting zero. But inflation at 8% is kind of eating up that 2.5% return I'm getting. You get what I'm saying? You're picking up what I'm putting down. So the Fed's is in a tough position of needing inflation to come down two to four percent. Because inflation doesn't hurt me, the wealthy. Inflation hurts you, the blue collar. Or your friend who is lower income, who is a hippie who sells paintings. I know you're saying hippies selling paintings. Okay, making pots. Is that better? Making clay pots. Um, one of my listeners is the dog man from the Oakland A's. He kind of looks like a dog. It's a really weird thing to say out loud. But his his business is selling pottery at street fairs. And during the pandemic, there were no street fairs. And as he's getting older, he's getting arthritis in his fingers, and he's tougher to make pots and you know to, to sell at street fairs. Inflation kills people like him, makes him go away. Whether it's rising rents or rising material costs, the Fed needs to get costs under control, and it stinks because as mortgage rates go up, Fed's cutting down on speculation in real estate. They're winning that battle, but they're losing the battle of rent. When they cut down speculation on buying a home, people still need a home, so they rent. And rents are going up. It's kind of one of those unintended con- consequences. Uh, it'll all end well, we think. We assume because it always has, but it's probably going to be with a recession tied onto it where job losses hurt. The Fed seems to want a little bit of hurt out there. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I put up a new episode of my market recap at YouTube channel, Rob Black Show.
1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show.